Hey, good morning and welcome to Breakthrough Walls. I'm Ken Walls and I'm your host. And today I have a lady named Diane Vick on the show. She's coming in from Miami, Florida. So stay with us. We'll be right back. And we are back. Let me bring Diane on the show. Diane, welcome. Hi, Ken. It's such a nice day. Glad to be here. I'm glad that you're here with us. We have some folks joining us already. Hey, Roxy. So, um, Diane, I created this show. I know you don't know a lot about it, but I've I've interviewed around 300 um, celebrities and entrepreneurs. And, um, you know, I started this about two and a half years ago to help people have a breakthrough in life that gets stuck. So this is literally about your life story. So why don't we start with where you were born and raised? Born and raised in Miami, actually born in Hialeah, which is part of Miami, um, but I've lived here my whole life. And uh, this year I turned 43, so it's been quite a while. Wow. My, I, I told you before we started, Miami is my favorite city. I love Miami. It's amazing. So, so growing up there, what I mean, what was it like for you growing up in Miami? I mean, it's hot. <laughs> Other it than is. that, it is yeah. it is a warm place. Um, it wasn't an easy childhood, uh, and by all means, I think everyone has their own obstacles and challenges that happens, and some do happen in childhood. And some of mine were I had a learning disability when I was a little kid, so I got teased on a lot when I had to go to special classes and that made it hard for me. Um, But I remember transitioning into back into private school and how that transition, um, it still left some fears and underlying issues, which we'll go into when you start asking me questions, but it did, it did strengthen me as I grew to understand that there are support systems and it is important for us to find our support system throughout our lives in order to evolve. Um, and that's a big part of what I try to help in the community. And one of the things I have right now that's actively going is a uh, Unleash Your Inner Strength. So it's like a free Facebook group. Anybody can join where I actually share uh, meditations. Sorry, my phone is doing something. Um, where I actually share meditations. And I've been really supporting people today because September 11th is such a big um emotional day and it's 11 11 right now on september 11th yeah and wow. i remember i remember i became a special ed teacher so i was a special needs child and then i became a special ed teacher and on september 11th i was outside with the kids in the playground and all the emotions came up as they set off those fire those alarms to send all the teachers back in um yeah. and it just brings back those emotions today so i know a lot of people are feeling very very emotional today and i've focus on creating some meditations and stuff to support them through this process. Cause we're all not only living through COVID-19, but we're re-experiencing things that we experienced in our past. And sometimes it comes from our childhood as well. Sure. Wow. 
So, um, yeah, I did a show last night about about where were you on on 9-11. I mean, I think everybody can remember exactly where they were in, when that, that happened. So, um, so wow, you, you said you had a learning disability. Is that what you said? Yes, I had a learning disability, and I believe I also have undiagnosed adult ADHD. I figured this out now over the past month dealing with COVID-19. Um, but yeah, I had a learning disability in, in reading and mathematics. Mathematics was always still something that was hard for me throughout my education. I still managed to get two careers, so a special ed teacher and then a registered nurse with a master's degree and a professor. But I, the journey was not easy. I had to go through a lot of obstacles and learn how to evolve in the process. Yeah. So um, I, I I think I'm I'm positive I have ADHD. I don't even need to see anybody about it. <laughs> yeah. I think you know that's one of the things that I um, my buddy Grant Cardone he lives down in Miami. Um, he you know he talks about that too. He's like, yeah, I have ADHD. So what? <laughs> like I think most entrepreneurs probably do on some level. Um, but you know. I, so, so growing up and, and you had these, these challenges, we'll just say, I, I like the word challenges. Um, so you had these challenges and you said you were picked on as a kid. I was, I was picked on as a kid. Um, they, they treated me differently because I was a bigger girl. So I always developed really early. I looked like this when I was in eighth grade. Um, mm, so wow. I was, I was a voluptuous eighth grader and I remember being picked on not only for that, but also when I was going through those special classes and I had to leave my classes to go to these special classes, I was picked on for being special, for having to go to a class and, you know, get the education I needed in order to work through the educational issues that I was having. And I know that now it's even harder for kids going through COVID-19 and having this extra stress upon them and not a lot of children with special needs don't even know how to express that they are having these these anxieties in them that they are overwhelmed by the environment and and yeah. uh, the noises in the house and the behaviors of their parents and everything that's going on around them it impacts them as little yep. kids yeah it it does i i have two young daughters 14 and 10 and um I've, I've, I've seen the impact. So, um, so you ended up graduating high school in Miami. Um, did you end up right away going to college? I did. I right away went to college. Um, obstacles kept coming in the way, right? So I would stop yeah. myself from doing things. So I wanted to go into nursing school straight off. I had started working in a doctor's office when I was 15. So I knew it was something that I wanted to do. But once an obstacle came in the way, I stopped. So I got a, a C minus on a class and that progressively meant to me, okay, shut down and don't go on with this dream. So I switched careers to special ed. It was another passion of mine. I do love the special needs community and I feel there's a big connection between the health issues that they experience as well as the learning disabilities. So it was part of my journey to get to where I am, but I wasn't a teacher very long. I only taught for two years. Then I became a, a special needs uh, tester. So the, the, nur the nurse, the, the teacher that tests the students before they go into um, education, right? To get their special therapies and stuff. And then I was right. like, no, I'm going to nursing school. And I finally went back into nursing school and then became a professor in nursing as well. <laughs> you became a professor in nursing. 
Yes. Good for you. Wow. Good for you. So, so, and that was in, um, all of this was in Miami or did you go, did you leave to go to school somewhere else? Oh, that was not going to happen. I come from a Cuban family, very tight knit, and they were not going to send their little girl home, away from home. So I studied at FIU and then I got my master's in Nova. Wow. Is that, is that's all in Miami? Well, Nova's Miami, uh, Miami Shores, but it is considered okay. Miami. It was virtual, so I never really left my house. I got you. So um, my a, a buddy of mine, him and his wife are um, they're they're police officers in in Hollywood, Florida. And um, well, I was down there for a conference, and they're like, "Come on, we're going to take you down to Little Havana." And I'm like, "Okay." And I'd never been there. And wow, what a cool place. Cause we went to some cigar bar and, and there was dancing and I was like, Oh my gosh, this is crazy. I've never seen anything like it ever anywhere else. It's really cool. I loved it. So, um, I love the Cuban culture. It's so, it's, it's amazing. So, so, so you didn't let anything stop you. I felt like I was, but no, I didn't. I, I eventually would get through those obstacles. Like I have a, a story, which is really where it all started that I was in the middle of um, getting my master's degree. So if anyone out there is a mom that tries to get everything done, that is this perfectionist that has to do everything, I was there. Um, and if I could go back in time and tell myself a quote back then when I was having panic attacks and I was dealing with chronic pain and half of my body was numb for, for more than 20 years. I would have told her this quote uh, by Ralph Marson, what you do today can improve all your tomorrows. Because on that particular day, I had two little kids. My husband was traveling constantly. He was only here on weekends. So basically I was a single mom doing it all, working a full-time job, getting my master's degree. And at that point, that day when I picked up my kids, they were excited to talk to mommy. They were excited to tell me everything. They were little, five and three. So it was like play and, and do homework and feed them and all that. I didn't have the yeah. energy that day. And I had a migraine. I was in chronic pain. I was nauseous and I was just overwhelmed. And I was like, guys, you know what? Mommy needs to lay down and relax. And at that point, my five-year-old was the one that was taking care of me. And that brought a realization on me that that was not the type of life I wanted them to lead. Because not only did he take care of me because he had been aware of all these things had been happening to me, all my allergies, all my illnesses, he knew exactly what to give me. And he was five years old. So he brought me Gatorade, he brought me Tylenol, he brought me an ice pack, and he was taking care of his brother instead of me taking care of him. Wow. So on that, on that day and the next day, I made a decision that I was going to change things. And that's when I started on my journey. And it took me eight years to finally get on the journey and write my book, which is the truth about IBS and anxiety. Um, which is where everything started. How, now, did you did you go to a doctor to get diagnosed? How how did that all happen? I was <laughs> I was I always spent my life at doctors. Let's just say I was either working in the department, I was either uh, at the the school things with my kids, or I was at doctors' offices. And I went to so many specialists, and finally they diagnosed me with IBS and. I ended up with a doctor that's actually a friend of mine, which I talk about in this book. His name is Angel, and I call him my angel. Um, and wow. he's here He's here in Miami. And then his son ends up becoming my doctor as well. Um, wow. But it was like we had tried everything. We had tried changing, uh, doing a FODMAP diet, which is reducing 
inflammation in your body through nutrition. I started exercising. Um, I started to uh, take supplementation to see if maybe my body was lacking nutrients, which is something that I had found was true, even though doctors did not agree with me. Um, but nothing was working until I finally worked on mindset. The last year, which is when I finally published this book, was when I realized the most important thing to transform your body and transform your health is mindset. If you don't have that mindset and that motivation to keep going forward and learning yourself and advocating for yourself, then really things don't change. So it did take me quite a while to get through that chronic pain and all those symptoms. And nowadays I don't even take any prescriptions, but back then I was taking 13. Oh, geez. Wow. Yeah. So, so let me ask you a question. What is, I mean, I know what IBS stands for. I think most people do, but what is it? So it, it, what I've learned and what I write about in the book is it's actually, most people think it's a food trigger, that something you ate is what triggered your symptoms. So you get bloating, you get indigestion, you get heartburn. I had really bad reflux um, and I ended up having surgery when I was in my 20s because of the reflux. And that only made the IBS worse. So your stomach blows up, you look pregnant. I would look nine months pregnant sometimes. But on the journey, what I realized, it's not only the food that is causing the symptoms, but there's also an emotional reaction. There is emotions from your past that are causing you to create these symptoms and then you attribute it to the food. Mm. So as I work with my clients, it's amazing to see the transformations they make when they become aware of these emotions. I'll give you an example. Um, I have a family member that was hurt um, by someone that she loved, right? And she yeah. was feeling betrayed. And we went to an event. And on that day, I felt perfect when I got there. I hadn't eaten anything. There was no reason for my stomach to upset because I knew exactly what to eat. But my stomach blew up within 30 seconds. And everybody kept asking me if I was pregnant. And I was like, you just saw me last week. It's impossible that I'm <laughs> pregnant. Right. <laughs> and that I'm right. this immaculate conception like in <laughs> one week. Wow. Exactly. Exactly. And that's when I didn't realize this event until like this past few weeks that I've been reflecting on times that I had the symptoms, but I knew exactly what the emotion was um, that triggered it and why it came upon so instantly. And it was because I saw that person that hurt her and boom, my stomach reacted. Wow. Wow. You know, I had, um, well, and we can tell everybody we're, we're, um, both authors in a, a new book coming out crappy to happy. And your story is in there. My story is in there. And Dr. Bernie Siegel is in there. And I had Dr. Bernie on, he's been on the show a couple of times and, um, he has, have you seen anything that he's put out? Like he talks a lot about mindset and health. Yeah, I have. I have a bunch of those authors are actually coming on on my podcast as well. Goddess Unleashed on um, Dream Vision 7. So it's exciting to, to meet all these people. Yeah, that's so awesome. So, um, so, so you, and did you real you see, so you didn't realize at the moment, though, that that was triggered by, wow, that's powerful stuff. I hope everybody's taking notes. So, so when, when you, um, when did you realize that that like all of this stuff was happening because of a, a mental state of mind, I guess? It was the, the year that I was writing the book. So this book, I actually published it at the end of 2019. Um, but before I published this one, I actually published one under an alias. 
because this was my creativity waking up. So it's called, um, and it's uh, Hold on. You, female you, you, fantasy. You broke up there. Hold that book back up again, if you would. Okay. A oh, Walk yeah. in the Tuscan Sun. Oh, nice. By Veronica Rose. <laughs> and that's your alias? Yes, yes. But I, I know that, that creating that book, it was like um, an awakening for me, like me getting out and expressing myself and how um, connecting with yourself and understanding your mindset can really shift things for you. But I, had, I did it in this secretive way because I was too scared to share my creativity that came out um, mm -hmm. when my kundalini awoke. I don't know if you've ever heard of a kundalini awakening, but... Yep, I have. <laughs> Yeah. So I, I, that is what helped me realize that it was my mindset. I love that. So it's only been in the last couple of two or three years. Yes. Wow. Yeah. And, and so, okay. So let's go back to um, when you first were diagnosed with IBS and sounds like anxiety or some, something along that. When, how long ago was that, that you got the diagnosis? I had been diagnosed with IBS. I would say it was in my 20s because my symptoms were already there. And okay. my reflux was under control because of the surgery. But what happens when you do that kind of surgery where they wrap your esophagus is the gas gets stuck. It has nowhere to go. So my stomach would respond even more than most people. Um, yeah. But that wasn't the only diagnosis I had. Um, I have... Ehlers-Danlos syndrome, which is a genetic condition that impacts every single muscle in your body. A lot of these people tend to have cardiac problems, um, problems in the uh, digestive tract, genitourinary. So I had a lot of infections. I was chronically at the doctor, always taking antibiotics, um, sinus wow. issues, asthma. Like I had everything. You could check off all the boxes of everything that I had. Wow. So, um, when when do you feel like it it kind of got um started to get under control or get better so when i decided that i wanted to write the book which is about seven years ago it took me quite a while to get there things were already changing i was already taking supplementation i was doing exercise and things were getting better pain was more under control i wasn't taking as many prescriptions but really on the, the fifth year was like, wow, I have changed a lot. Um, and then this final year, the pain was finally out of my way because the mindset was really set in stone. And I could, I could tell my triggers instantly and react to them quickly, which is what I love to teach my clients is if you act quickly, when you get a reaction, like you'd say, I, I'm not doing well with confrontations. Confrontations is where my body reacts and my stress response turns on. And yep. what happens is your genetic predispositions, your symptoms will turn on, whether it's chronic pain, which I have suffered, whether it is digestive issues, whether it's migraines, I've had them all. So they will be triggered by something and you have to take action in the moment. And to really affect the body, you have to synergistically work on things. So what I, I like to teach and what I talk about in the book is there is the emotional root that you have to work on, which is the mindset. We got to work on the mindset and what's going on, what's the emotion behind it. And then there's the physical root where we have to feed the body anti-inflammatory foods, make sure we're hydrating, taking the right supplementation and doing exercise because that's what gets all this physical energy out. 
Um, and in this last year, the fun thing, which I'm, I think you will enjoy as my Latina in Miami, um, I started <laughs> teaching something called dance release, where you actually use um, reggaeton is my favorite to dance to and to move your hips and use your breath to release the stress in the moment. Um, it's something that I empower people to do all the time. So if you ever feel stressed out, get your favorite song, stand in front of a mirror and dance to yourself and make yourself laugh because bringing joy and moving your hips really does let some stress go away. That is so awesome. I love that. And and I I've like I said I only experienced it one time and and with my my friends they were uh, they, I wouldn't get up and dance but this entire Cuban bar they were all it was insane I've never seen anything like it in my life it was amazing I I mean I I just I I don't I don't dance I do but not in public <laughs> but, but so I I love that so so you um. So are, like you said, you became a nurse, you became a, a professor at a nursing school. Are you still doing any of that? I'm still uh, working as a nurse. So the story in Crappy to Happy is me uh, working through COVID-19 and supporting people through getting results that can be kind of devastating to the family. Um, and just to be there and teach them what they need to do um, when their family members do have trouble breathing and all that. But it takes some preparation on my end, right? Because I, I feel their emotions. I tend to take on other people's stress. Um, so I have to prepare myself for the calls and I have to prepare myself after so I can get back in my groove and my sink. Um, and that's basically what I teach people is how to shift things very quickly for yourself. And that's what I talk about in Crappy to Happy, my Kundalini dance, which I just told you, the dance release. Um, and I didn't know actually that I could dance this way. Um, I make some silly TikTok videos, but I literally started really dancing again about a month ago. Um, and I realized that I always wanted to be a cheerleader in high school. And I gave up that dream because of fe letting fears and self-limiting beliefs take over. Yeah. Wow. So, so you, your focus is, is more on mindset than anything. Yes, I'd say mindset is the biggest component. I support people as well in reducing inflammation, getting them the right diet, finding the, the foods that are triggering their symptoms if they have chronic pain. That also involves um, reducing inflammatory foods. Um, and then on my end of the class, so I have some clients that have been with me for, for more than six or seven months, and now they're in the fireworks part of it, which is really reconnecting with their, their feminine energy and uh, hopefully invoking that Kundalini awakening for themselves. Yeah. Um, that's where this book comes in. Cause I feel it's not, it's not really, um, people can enjoy the book and read it, but to really use the value of it, I need to begin to teach them how to connect with themselves and learn their bodies, um, which really comes in with the first, the, the real book that I published under my name, The Truth About IBS and Anxiety. Wow. So what the, the first book is the Tuscan Sun book, right? Yeah, I published that in the beginning of 2019 in March. And then in November, I published the one under my name. Wow. So so what why Tuscan Sun? I mean it's a cool name, but what's what's Tuscan Sun have to do with it? <laughs> Well, it's a story about a, a girl that's having anxiety um, attacks. And it's a very creative story. Like I bring things in, in that I have no idea where they came from. 
But um, she was having anxiety. She felt it was happening to her because of a breakup. She was going on this vacation with her girlfriends to connect with her goddesses, which is why it's called the Goddess Diaries. Um, and she ends up finding love in an inconspicuous place and learning things about herself that she didn't even realize were possible. So is it, a, is it fiction? It is fiction. Oh, okay. it's fiction. It's creative. It's uh, romantic. It's uh, spicy. <laughs> <laughs> some, some Cuban spice in there. So, yes. so, so what about the, now the other book isn't fiction though, right? No, the other book is, is, is reality. It, it also shares some stories of a little bit tweaked because they're my, my clients and customers um, and how transforming the mindset and helping them with hypnosis to really tackle that trauma from their past helps them begin to evolve into who they want to be and let go of those symptoms that are holding them back. And some have had chronic pain, some have had digestive migraines. It's just a variety in there. Um, and it teaches my, my overlying um, program, which is I call Unleashed, which is about letting go of those emotions, supporting the body, giving yourself the right nutrients and, and learning how to evolve. So what, uh, what do you think? Um, so you're, I mean, you're, you're, <clears throat> I don't know how, what definition you use. Are you a health coach or a mindset coach or both or what? I'd say I'm a health coach. Okay. Because I use a lot of my nursing background. I, I'm, I pride myself on my podcast and connecting the um, conventional medicine and alternative medicine and opening people's eyes to the possibilities of things that they can incorporate in their lives to help them. I like to call myself a wellness warrior, but it Ooh. is a, a health coach. <clears throat> I love that. So um, what kind I mean, what what's your typical client? What kind of... Um, issues are they experiencing typically they're stuck in their pattern of symptoms so uh, a lot of them come with some kind of digestive issue and their body keeps getting stuck in that cycle so they'll have a stress response they'll eat something they'll blame it on the food um, and now they progressively get symptoms and the symptoms can get worse over several days if they don't take action um, so a lot of what i do is remind them Little, give them little reminders of what are their options in the moment? How can we reduce the inflammation that's happening right now? Um, and in the process, things come up. So actually uh, the client that I've been working with uh, now, completely unexpected, uh, her husband passed away in the middle of the program. And um, I ended up working with her on grief and, and helping her through those emotions and opening up myself to things that I didn't realize I was grieving over as well. Wow. So you're, you're definitely an empath. <laughs> definitely. And Roxy actually said that somewhere in here. She said, yeah, Diane, you sound like an empath to the nth degree. And that's so true. I, I, I totally believe that. And Robert Brooker likes spicy. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I am absolutely an empath. I remember, and I didn't know it, but when I was in, in working full time at the bedside, every day that I would work, the stress of working in a pediatric emergency room was a lot on me. And every patient that I would see, my symptoms would get worse throughout the day. And then I would have a couple of days off and I would be perfect. And 
now that I look back, I realized I was taking on people's emotions and I didn't know how to shift it for myself in the moment and let it go. Yeah. But you figured that out. I figured that out. Now that's what I teach. And I'm actually teaching right now. Uh, it's called a seven day stress cleanse. I'm teaching it in Spanish and in English because of what I realized a lot of people want my book in Spanish and the person that's supposed to translate hasn't done that for me. So I was like, let me launch the class in Spanish and help these people that want my help. You can't translate your own book in Spanish. <laughs> well, remember I have a learning disability. So back oh, then Spanish was like, they put it on the side burner for me. I still learn Spanish, like the, the lower end Spanish is, but my writing of Spanish is not great. I can speak it. Um, yeah. And I still invite people into my class to tell me if I said something wrong, please tell me. Yeah. Um, but to write it is a completely different story. I, I I mean, I don't think you could live in Miami for a lifetime and not learn at least some Spanish. I mean, right. I mean, there, oh, yeah. it's, it's, it's part of the culture. So, so um, what do you think, you know, I, you talk about, um, you, you mentioned meditation um, earlier and I, I, I'm very open. I have 18 years of sobriety and recovery and, um, so over 17 years ago, someone introduced me to meditation and I said, well, that, that sounds like the devil's work. <laughs> Cause I, I was, I was, um, you know, on a different level back then. And so I've meditated every day of my life, every single morning I've meditated for over 17 years and will not miss a day. It, it, I'll be late for a meeting before I miss meditating. And, and I think personally, I think that that is the number one most important thing that anyone can do when it comes to anything whether you're stressed or you're whatever you're going through, what talk a little bit about what meditation has done for you and how, how you view meditation. Oh, absolutely. Meditation has definitely transformed my life. Um, when I first started off with meditation, I found it hard to shut off my mind, you know, ADHD, sometimes it's hard to shut it off, but if you use a guided meditation, it's a great way to start so that you can begin to shut off that, turn on of that negative voice, which constantly happens. I call her Nan negative Nancy. Um, and I started off actually using meditations by Deepak Chopra. So he usually guides you briefly. He tells you something um, inspirational, and then he gives you a statement that you can recite in your head so you can shut off that negative voice. And that's kind of what I do. Um, I use a lot of Ho'oponopono in my meditations. I create hypnosis meditations um, for my clients. And really ingrain in them some affirmations. And the newest thing that I started incorporating in it is color therapy. So bringing in colors, like today I'm wearing the color yellow, that is um, to empower the chakras, to speak your truth. So I invite bring in all the senses into um, the situation and their meditation so they really take things to the next level and begin to experience life a little differently. Uh, we're surrounded by colors. You, you see colors everywhere in your room, in your house, outside of your um, environment. And if we empower ourselves when we're in that quiet state to connect with these colors and see them 
when we are in our awakened state, and maybe we're under stressful situations, simply the trigger of the color can change the way you feel. Um, so meditation has really transformed things for me and it brought me to this color therapy and the five senses in the last few months when I was working on this seven day stress cleanse. Wow, that's so cool. Yeah, Deepak is the man, the man. And and um, I, my favorite author is Dr. Wayne Dyer and he Deepak was was his mentor at one of his mentors and and he he tells a story um that he he used to call Deepak and say you know I'm freaking out and this is happening and blah 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 and she said this to me and then I said that and and he said Deepak would interrupt me and say Wayne meditate and he'd say but you don't understand that's not and he'd say Wayne meditate and then he'd hang up on me <laughs> <laughs> so, and he's he was right yeah but that's the thing is is for me and and wayne talked a lot about you know that the 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 magic in music is the silence in between the notes and that the magic in life is the is the secret the magic is found in between our thoughts it's in that gap and and I I absolutely agree with that. I didn't back when I first I was like, this is crazy. All I do is sit here and think. <laughs> like, right? But then you start learning and 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 you know, doing, experiencing, you know, those those moments of of magic. So um, so do you encourage your clients then to to start meditating? Yes, I encourage them to meditate. Um, I, I give them meditations to guide them into it. Um and I also use hypnosis and I encourage them to use the hypnosis before bedtime. Because a lot of us that are these overthinkers, these perfectionists like I am, um, our brain doesn't shut off when it's time for bed. And right. in order to set ourselves up to achieve our dreams and find our dreams, we need to be in the right mind space for our dreams. So I always invite them to do a hypnosis and we tweak them depending on what are the emotions that they're working on? What are the symptoms that they're trying to resolve? And how yeah. can I take to a magical place so they can dream themselves without these experiences. What's the what's the title of your um, chapter in Crappy to Happy? You know what? I don't remember what they called it exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I was interviewed about it yesterday twice, and I, I'm like, I don't remember what I wrote. <laughs> I remember that there's a, a quote in there that um, – Life is about peeling away at the onions, the emotions yeah. and the experiences. And as we peel away the onion, we evolve and we grow. Um, and I think that's the biggest takeaway from that story is it's about learning to deal with the obstacles and challenges and realizing that it's actually an opportunity. Even if it feels in the moment, there is only. Oh, are you there? I'm here. Yeah, sorry. We we had a little bit of a internet hiccup there, I think. You were breaking up there. But yeah, so so obviously meditation is incredibly important. It's important to you um, and to me and, and anybody that's watching this. If you're not meditating, you should start today. Like it, it's it's pretty cool. Um, so what? let me ask you this, and I ask everybody on here, um, what, what do you think the, 
and I'll tell you the number one answer to this question is fear. Um, but what do you think holds people back in life from achieving success and their dreams? And, and what do you think the number one thing is? It's fear and self-limiting beliefs. These beliefs that we established when we were kids, little things that may have happened to us or big things. A lot of people have had significant traumas um, and that faces these beliefs in your head that no, don't necessarily agree with, but those fears and that little inner child um, is inside of you. And when those discom um, discomfortable, uncomfortable situations come up, that yeah. inner child is going to react and it's going to cause you to freeze, to get stuck, to be frozen. And to switch that is only done with working on the mindset. And meditation is a crucial aspect of that. What other, what, what do you think some other um, methods are of, of improving or getting rid of those limiting, self-limiting beliefs? Okay, so I use affirmations a lot. I ingrain them in um, the hypnosis. I also, sh you know, they have the visual cues with the affirmations that come up on the feed. Um, and so they also have to set boundaries. So learning which are your triggers. There's always people around us that trigger us. Usually the people closest to us are the hardest ones for us to create boundaries with and to yeah. begin to speak up for ourselves because we hold in our emotions. We don't always speak up and say exactly how we feel because we don't want to hurt someone. Um, we don't want to cause friction. stuff. So I really empower people to create boundaries and to start with the simple ones, like your manager, um, people that you work with that aren't necessarily uh, your closest friends, and then slowly bring it closer into your community, the people that you experience every day, the people that you live with in your home. Love that. That I, I absolutely agree. Affirmations and and boundaries are incredible. I, I, I teach the same exact thing. Same exact thing. Affirmations and man, set bound. Like, do you, uh, I think that I think that one of the biggest things that holds people back, if not the biggest thing, are the people around us. Are you there? Absolutely. Can you hear me? <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah, it's breaking up a little. The, yeah, the people around us affect us. So we might be in a groove, we might be in motion, and then something's going to happen, and it's an opportunity for us to learn how to react to them and how yeah. to shift that energy quickly. Let me tell you, I react very, very instantly to family members being in this quarantine and being in the same house. And um, yeah. my son might pull me in when I'm getting ready for a podcast. And I have to be aware of the way it's making me feel and shift it. And that's the same thing for anyone out there that's trying to maybe get out of their career. They yeah. need to become aware of where they need to set boundaries and what triggers them to begin to work on those things. And it's like peeling away an onion. Every day you're gonna be working on these things. You're, you're never done evolving. We're always growing. Amen, I agree. So you're, um, I mean, October 6th, the book comes out, Crappy to Happy. Diane is one of the co-authors in that book. I can't wait for it to come out. And um, what are some final words that you would have to, to help people get unstuck in life?
today and today of all days, especially. Absolutely. My, my favorite quote that I see all the time is your medical history doesn't have to be your fate. If you choose to advocate for yourself and take that first step to learn what's going on, go out there. Are you still there? I empower you to go out there and find the power of meditation. And sometimes it means finding a guided meditation on YouTube or checking me out on YouTube or unleash your inner strength to get someone to guide you through it so you learn how to how to do it on your own. Uh, and eventually your mind will become much more quiet and you'll be evolving very easily. Love that, love that. And Diane, where can everybody follow you? Where's the best place to follow you? So my website is dianevic, D-I-A-N-E-V-I-C-H.com. Um, it's the same on all social media. So you can mm -hmm. find me there. And my free group is Unleash Your Inner Strength. So anyone that's watching that wants to join, go ahead and join because I'll be sharing a meditation today to help with grief um, because I know a lot of people have lost loved ones in COVID-19, but also in 9-11, and they're all experiencing this grief right now. Thank you so much for being on the show today. I appreciate you and your wisdom and your time. And <clears throat> everybody go follow Diane and... and excuse me, gee, many Christmas. Um, I felt that coming up too. I'm like, no. Um, but anyway, so make sure you go follow Diane and Diane, thank you so much. If you would stay with me, I'm going to end the live stream, but I'd like to chat with you real fast and, um, I will talk to you guys all later. Thank you so much, Diane. Thank you. It was truly a pleasure. Thank you. Have a great day, everybody.